Four. It's episode 404 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering, however and wherever you're playing it. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, I complain. That's right. Maria, I was like, what are we going to talk about today? And yeah. Maria said, I have some old man complaints. <laughs> I do. So. I, you know, I've got aches in my bones and complaints in my mouth, and they're going to come out into your ears today. I'm sorry mm-hmm. for that in advance, but I just want to use them as a kind of a jumping off point for a larger discussion about standard and all bands right. and magic and all that kind of stuff um, yeah. moving forward. Well, Maria, you are going to participate in Magic Player's second favorite hobby That's after true. magic. That's true. Which is complaining. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't do a lot of it on this show. Uh, no. Hopefully it'll be constructive complaining. Oh, yes. You know, because I don't want to complain, you know, for no reason. Yeah. Angry man shouts at cloud. Yeah. Which you, want was, to, you want to angry man builds a house with words. <laughs> yeah. Which yes, exactly. The, yeah. Angry man builds cloud. Yes. <laughs> Wait with a second. <laughs> um, we're also going to have another story time. Yes. Uh, keep catching up on that Zendikar story. Plus, we realize we have not yet played movie pitches <gasps> with Zendikar Rising. Hello. So we're going to bring you, uh, I think, the most beloved of our Flavor Text Theater oh, games yeah. uh, and do some movie pitches for you. You know, and because so many people are stuck at home because of quarantine, producers listening, yes. we've got some great ideas for you. These could all be animated. We haven't pitched them yet, but I'm just going to go ahead. And <laughs> they're the that's say, all animated. They could go ahead. They could be. They could be. Why they not? Could be. Uh, so you can't go to the movies. We'll bring some movies that you would or would not want to see to you. What a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into all that good fun, a uh, big thank you to everyone who supports us over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. I was just telling Megan, I'm so thankful for everybody who's been a consistent donor to our, you know, our yes. pledge fund for however long you've been a donor, because it's been able to keep our heads above water in these tough times. And I know it's like a very hard time for a lot of people to be giving money to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're super extra thankful for anyone who becomes a supporter or has been a supporter in these trying times. Yes. Thank you so, so much to everyone who is already a patron. Um, if you have a little bit extra to spare right now, please consider becoming a patron so that we can keep bringing you both the upkeep and this podcast and, you know, just some good old complaining times you or know, some non-complaining times, which is some, really what we do more often. We got some good video content in the hopper for you as well Yeah, that we're excited to bring you here in the next few weeks. I've been doing some more streaming um, because I've been having more fun in standard, uh, but more yeah. about that later. Um, and all that kind of stuff, all that is included in your Patreon support. Subscription. That's right. Just subscription. FYI. And people who have been our highest tier of patrons, which is $40 a month, these angels amongst yes. men, uh, got some playmats shipped out recently. Yes. With and I know some people bonuses. already got theirs. Yes. Um, and I hope that, like, as I was sending them out, I was just like, these playmats look so good. Yes. Uh, show, oh, show one off. We've got so one good. over here because we're now going to, um, you can get one by becoming a 40 tier a month patron after you've donated yes. for, I think it was three months or something, maybe yeah. five. Um, but you can also straight Gorgeous. up buy one on our website now. Yes. Goodluckhigh5.com. Has them. In the shop. Yeah. We're selling these and um, they, we only ship, I believe, to people in the US. So yes, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. The shipping rates. And we 
just had too many problems with overseas shipping problems. Also, right now, it takes one entire year yeah, that's to ship true. overseas. That's true. I was like waiting for people to get some stuff and I was just like, did it get lost? No, three months later, they received. There it is. <laughs> But yeah, we can buy those on our website, goodluckhigh5.com in the shop section if you want to bypass becoming a patron. But you also get one for free if you're a patron included in that highest tier level. That's right. So thank you. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Just a wonderful place to go to get anything at all. Yeah, I was looking on their website. For Except groceries. <laughs> I mean, if you eat your magic cards... In, you know, in that case, great place to go for groceries, too. How much too. nutritional value do you think is offered from a magic card? Zero. It's got to be fiber, right? <laughs> I don't think, like, wood pulp counts as, like, Are you feeling dietary up? fiber. <laughs> Eat a magic card. This is not a medical podcast. Not at all. Um, but, yeah, I was looking on their website, and they've got the new Commander Legends uh, dual decks. Yes. I call them dual decks because I want to play them against each other. Yeah. Pre-cons. And um, I was just like, yes, we want to do that on the show and play them against each other. Somebody was like, can you please do that? Yes, we Absolutely have plans to do that. Because that um, would be so, so fun. And Card Kingdom will ship you those. You can do, as like. As soon as they are available. Which is two. in November now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or buy one each. Yeah. Very exciting. Super cool stuff there. Um, All right. Yeah, check out their website, cardkeener.com slash GLHF. All right, Megan, it's time to air some dirty laundry. Ooh, Maria, get yeah. your grievances out. Okay, so here's the deal. <sighs> Cracks neck. I have been playing the ladder on Arena. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, guess what? Um, you know, Earl's been banned, and now, you know, who am I thinking of? Omnath has been banned. Mm -hmm. Sorry, but my great. Who am I thinking of? The both the Sloopy Boys yeah. have been banned. Yes. Um, Sloopy in different ways. And so, like, let's play some standard. I've been enjoying playing the Rakdos mid range deck of all things. Oh, okay. Because Spicy. the only kind of aggressive decks are either mono red or uh, mono white. And I'm maybe I'm evolving my journey as a magic player, but I'm like, I don't want to, you know, lose the game if I have nothing to do, you know, by if I've I'm, if I'm out of cards by the yeah. fifth turn. So I've um, been playing this deck. It's really, really fun. It's really, really mean. We've talked about it on the show before around yeah. Kroxa and Ox of Agonis. Discard for days, kill your stuff, draw more cards with your Ox. It's a very, very fun deck to play. Yeah. Um, and I just realized as I was climbing the ladder and stuff and, and streaming, I was like, man, how many, how many matches have we actually played here in the past three hours? The answer was two. Wow. And best of three, best of three. And that's, be and that's because I feel like all of the decks that are like at the top of the meta and standard right now are all fairly grindy, long game decks. There's not really, I mean, the only aggressive deck that I've played against, I've never met a mono white player uh, on the letter as of yet, is mono red. Yeah. Um, which doesn't happen all that often. Yeah. And it's just like the green black adventures deck 10 years later the golgari or golgari or mono green food deck 10 years later your game is done the rakdos mirror a million years later you playing blue black control that their only win con is that friggin serpent yeah uh you versus any your of the new yorian decks you're dead before your match is done you know what i'm saying so like i was just like you're mad at the game length of magic right yes, now yes i am <laughs> upset about it because i don't want to just go over to best of one like i guess i could but it's a whole different format yeah it's true so tell me megan how long should a match of magic take i know you're a control player Ooh, yeah so for forever 
would be like, click, 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 click. Negate, yeah. click, click. <laughs> draw some cards. Yeah, you're, you did just talk through the... <laughs> Talk through the control game plan. <laughs> click, 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 negate. negate. Click, 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 click draw, draw some, some cards. cards. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it. You know, Maria, I think that this is an excellent question because it has had different answer or the the answer of what is the average length of a game of magic has been widely different in magic's history um we used to have there was the era of tireless tracker and collected company those those green white tokens decks those decks like the average game time then forever yeah and think about the the championship the world championship when those were the top decks yeah brian brandouin versus marcio carvalho yeah and those finals that took forever legitimately yes. six years <laughs> exactly this past or uh, uh two weekends ago yeah with the season grand finals those those finals <laughs> and championship match took forever. forever and thank goodness it was only they got they got them dead in just two matches i know because it could have been and like there was some there was some bad luck involved with that right oh yeah like um what's his face poor uh aaron gertler aaron gertler got like some really bad draw opening hands yeah and draws which like led to that being done so much faster than otherwise might have happened it, we could have been done at one Midnight, we were like one in the morning ready to central. Be done at midnight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like I was emotionally preparing myself. Because those mirrors are just so such slogs. And yeah. who's ahead? Whose turn is it? Yeah. That will answer that question. Oh. Um, and I just find that all of these mid-range and slower strategies are completely dominating standard right now. And so my dream of climbing the ladder, I'm like, geez, I'm really sorry, everybody who's watching me do this because I mean, it's sure it's interesting, but it's, I think it's more interesting and more fun to get at least one more game. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's just it'll be kind of mentally exhausting to be yeah. playing the same match for that amount of time. Yes. I mean, mental exhaustion, I think is a big part of, and I feel like that's also part of the mid range game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, is part of it is like, you need to have the mental fortitude or develop the mental fortitude <laughs> to just keep plowing through that many games and be making that many decisions back to back to back. I think maybe we're just in a weird place where this is occurring right now because of what's happening in standard. But for my money, I think it is too long. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Right. Like if you think about, um, an old Grand Prix, yeah. right? The the clock on those is what? The old Grand Prix. The old Grand <laughs> Remember the Grand Old Prix. That <laughs> happened about 15 years ago. Remember going to a Grand Prix? I still had on my teeth. Um, so, right, like the round time on those is what? 50 minutes? 55 minutes? Yeah. And so it sounds like you're going over that amount of time. Well, for sure. Technically, you can't because you each have an hour on your, or you each only have 30 minutes on your clock, minutes right? 30 minutes per what? Per match. Match? Yeah. Not per game. <laughs> no, it's not it's, per game. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. Yeah. <sighs> so technically, it shouldn't be... More than an hour. Taking more than an hour. Is it a problem if a match takes an hour online? I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Like part of the reason why Paper Magic had that longer clock is because you're counting sideboarding time you're shuffling. counting shuffling oh so much shuffling like I, okay i'm with you i think i'm siding with you matches of magic i don't know if pro- you would if the average length of a match of magic is a full hour online where things like shuffling and sideboarding and like anything that you have to do anytime you search your deck yeah or your library is is so much more fluid 
but probably is too long. It just has uh, been a bit frustrating because I want to climb, but then I'm like disincentivized to try to climb because yeah. if you lose, you get knocked down and you're like, well, there goes an hour of my life yeah. that nothing got accomplished. Now, if that was more like there goes 20 minutes, I'd be fine. I'd be like, yeah. okay, well, whatever. I'll keep going. Well, Maria, I mean, maybe... This is I'll play I'll play both sides of the argument. Okay. Um, maybe this is like part of that development into being a <laughs> mid-range player. Is that like your match isn't going to be done in five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. It could be, but I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to know in a world where you're playing mid-range decks against each other. I don't know that that's necessary. Like maybe it's a little bit longer in this current format, but like maybe mid-range that's decks just have always been course. kind of like board stall-y yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's it, kind it of their thing very well be um and times when you've seen quicker match progression it's because there were like just more aggro decks there's certainly that certainly is the case um especially more viable aggro decks i think the, what kind of tipped me over the edge to talk about this was seeing emmy emma handy tweet something along the lines of well that was a great you know couple hours playing magic we got managed to get two ma- matches in or something like that yeah um so I don't. Yeah. I was curious what the, our listeners and viewers think about this topic. Do you think that matches are too long and should Magic aim with design in mind, which I'm sure they do, yeah. to try and hit a certain mark? I don't know what their internal mark is on that, yeah. but I can't imagine it is what is currently yeah. happening. Yeah, that's legit. But then this leads me to my next point uh-huh. of complaint, which... <laughs> Wait, what? I'm not done with this one yet. Go ahead. What was I? I was just thinking something, and now I forgot. Okay, wait. I was like, "How long? How long does Watsy want them your to game? take?" And, and you were like, "There was." Emma, oh, Maria, yeah. there's one easy way to solve this. Okay. Um, do you know what combo decks get the job done so fast? <laughs> okay, what combo deck am I playing at standard, Megan? I don't know. You're on arena. Play some historic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Historic. Honestly, that is very, the very nice thing about arena is if yep. I'm feeling so burnt out about this, the historic ladder and the standard ladder are the same ladder, everybody. Yeah. It's so, one constructed ladder. I was so close to mythic and I'm just Aww. like, now I'm like, am I even going to make it? I kind of doubt it because it's just such a slog, but maybe yeah. I could go and find a historic deck and do that instead. Yeah. I mean, I've still been having one full blast playing Neo form. <laughs> One full official blast. One full official blast playing Neoform. I've been having a Baja blast playing Neoform. This podcast sponsored by Mountain Dew Cola. <laughs> <I wish. laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have a beverage sponsor on this show. No, we don't have a food sponsor either. Oh, there's so many open sponsorships, everybody. Yeah. If you know somebody, tell them to give us a ring-a-ding-ding on the old email because who answers the phone these days? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely on. nobody. Yeah, I'm just saying that like I what I like about best of one ladder too is that it's a good place to play combo. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because they can't sideboard against you. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Have you been climbing pretty fast with that uh, Neoform deck? Um, you know, I never climb particularly fast just because I split my time so much between draft and Oh sure. Yeah. And um historic yeah so like i usually like yeah like yes the answer is that i have been climbing but it's not like i've been really climbing up the ranks just yeah because i love i love draft it's very I love good Zendikar draft it's very good it's so good it's just what i want to do anyways which brings me to my next oh yes point. <laughs> okay now your next point sorry <laughs> which was oh, i was kind of upset um 
watching some streams and whatever tooling around this past weekend because um it seemed that it seems like the number one deck the best deck in the format is our decks with yorian uh-huh yorian's back y'all yorian's like oh yeah big old forget bird about boy me. i'm here um and various breeds of yorian decks the most powerful one in my opinion being a yorian blink decks which play yorian of course and a bunch of creatures or enchantments that you want to blink because they've got great enter the battlefield triggers mm-hmm. um we've seen this before in yorian yeah. decks back when the first uh, iteration of companions still existed yeah um but yeah yorian's back and i'm like oh because they take so long <laughs> first of all <laughs> number uh-huh. two um, it's, it is extraordinarily powerful. I played against one of my Rakdos deck and, um, I didn't even think, oh, this is a bad matchup. I thought there is no deck that can beat this. <laughs> wow. Maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of don't think that I am. Tell me if you think that I am, but it, it was just extremely powerful. It did everything on every axis. The same thing we complained about with Omnath. And here we are again, question mark. Now, we you know remains to be seen of course but i'm like does this mean we're gonna get another ban coming up here in a couple of days or days weeks whatever um and number two how on earth can they plan for this kind of stuff i'm imagining that i'm in r&d and i'm like well hands in the air like not my problem anymore because well kind of was my problem to start with but now so many things have had to have end up being banned that how on earth can they control standard anymore because it's so far away from what they thought it was going to be however long ago when they were testing it do you want maria what i'm gonna i'm gonna bring something up though (laughs) please okay back like turn back the dial on historic a couple of months and there was the red white tokens deck that you with crater hoof. Oh yeah. That you thought was unbeatable. I did. And it was certainly not unbeatable. <laughs> it doesn't even exist now. It got beat. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it's That's just true. out there waiting. I really hope that it is. Okay. Here's my other. Do you want to hear this? This one's spicy. Okay. Let's hear the spicy point. The problem is not these cards. The problem is the availability of mana bases. Is too is too wide. It's too yes. Oh. You should not like Omnath should have been more difficult to play. Oh yeah, for sure. You could play it on people played it on turn four all the time. Yeah, it didn't matter. It did not matter. Um the problem with these Yorian decks is that it's easy to be these three colors. Yeah. Like of course you're gonna be able to do a ton when every color of magic is available to you and you can just pick any three that are going to slot together well. So why uh, are is mana too good? Like, what's making it too good? Fabled Passage. Fabled Passage. Fabled Passage, I think, is a problem. Was there ever a card like Fabled Passage, though? That can fetch any basic? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's um, Evolving Wilds. Oh, sure. But that's like a big... Uh, there's a big difference between something that can get you an untapped land on four and something that's always going to come into play. Yeah, tapped. that's true. That's true. Um, I think that... Like, right, what else do we have right now? Um, we got have the Triumphs. The, yeah, we have Triumphs, big one. Yep. Um, we have the, now we have the new um, modal. modal. double face lands, mm-hmm. which I do love those lands. Yeah, they're great. Maybe too good. Is that what you're saying? I don't know that they're quote unquote too good. I don't know that any of these are like quote unquote too good. But being all together equals? Equals problem. I see. Yeah, that could that could be the case like too. Like all of them together, like having Fabled Passage at the same time as Triumphs, at the same time as these modal lands. Yeah. And here I am complaining to you um, 
as somebody who's trying to hit mythic, that's where this is coming from. Yeah. This is not coming from somebody playing down on the ladder, which you can play a lot of stuff down there and yes. it kind of doesn't matter. If you're good, you'll probably win yeah. uh, with your deck, no matter what it is. And once you hit mythic, once again, you see people being like, well, now that I'm here, it's party time. <laughs> I'm going to play whatever. Yeah. But here I am in diamond, you know, two or whatever. Those people are like, I'm going to make mythic. Do you hear me? So I'm playing the best deck and God help you if you try and stop me. <laughs> so that's why I think yeah. It, that's adding to this <laughs> yeah because i have heard from some friends who are having a really great time in a variety of formats right like yeah. stuff is stuff is generally a lot of fun out there right now i think the consensus um, is that we're in a much better place than we were before the omnath banning for yes. sure so yeah. don't get me wrong there okay like maria maybe you're jumping to conclusions a little fast it's only been a week since the ban i know it is. It's, it's only been one week. Like things, <sighs> we're still we're still sifting through that pan of river rocks trying to find the gold. Are you being old timey prospector? You know. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's been no. one week since we banned Omnath. <laughs> I sing that as Elvis, which I regret. That was deeply. a really weird combination. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to experience that. It was that. Elvis singing a, par a magic parody of a Bare Naked Lady song? <laughs> Too many genres. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where we go from here. Yeah. That's my hot prediction about the Yorian Blink deck. We'll you see. think it's too good. I think it's too good. We'll see. Maybe I'll be wrong. And if I'm wrong, you shall hold me to account. I shall on this show hold you to account, <laughs> and I'll continue my endless quest, walking yeah. into the wind to try and get mythic. I want to. I want to see more Yorian burglar rat decks. Remember oh, those burglar yes. rat decks? I can't even be rats. mad at that. It's very rats. funny. We're, We're the, the rats. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just silly. Like, oh yeah, you did it. You're playing burglar rat. Yeah, Great. I'll give you that good win. Job. You okay? I mean, like, honestly, you good deserve for you. it. You and that rat <laughs> deserve this win. But yeah, let me know what you think about this topic. You can tweet us at GLHF Magic. I would yeah. love to know what you think. Um, and of course, we'll keep you updated as standard keeps evolving, uh, moving forward here after the ban. Tell us if this old man over here is yelling at clouds or if he's building a cloud with words. <laughs> By the way, we'll get a chance to see some standard in action this weekend. That's right. It is the first weekend of league play for MPL and Rivals. Yeah. So you can check that out. Channel Fireball is doing coverage of it. There will be updates, obviously, over on the Magic Esports Twitter and on magic.gg yeah. um, if you want to read some recap stuff about it. And we talk more about that on the upkeep this week if you want to know the details about what the league weekends are yeah. and what they mean and why they're important. Um, so you can't say you didn't know about it because we, we told, told you, you on two different podcasts. About it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, now that you say that, I didn't even think about the fact that like we're about to see. Yeah. A completely Let's different check it out. It's a, it'll be a great tournament. I like, wonder what it's going to be. Mini little MPL Rivals tournaments. I'm yeah. super interested. All right, everybody, drink up your hot toddies. It's time for story time with Megan. That's right. We are on to episode three of the story that's happening over on Zendikar during Zendikar Rising. Um, and in case you did not listen to the last two recaps that yeah. we had, um, 
Nahiri and Nissa were both kind of fighting over like, who's the real protector of Zendikar? And Nahiri is, Nahiri is looking for this thing called the Lithoform Core, um, which is going to help her quell the royal on Zendikar mm. and bring back everything the way that it was uh, ages and ages and ages ago in the time of the ancient core. Hold on. Cool. What would you say? Quell the Royal? Yes. It's an 80s band name. Continue. Yeah, I, Quell the Royal is a <laughs> sick name, actually. It's really good. Dang. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. And then um, Nissa was like, no, then all of the elementals will die. And yep. the elementals are my friends. And so Nahiri um, picked up this adventuring party uh, to help her go find the Lithoform core. Um, and so that's what we talked about last time is that she got... Um, those four legendary creatures that we see, there's Zareth, Akiri, um, Ka- Kaza, yeah, Kaza and Aura, um, who are the four, like, two-color legendaries from Zendikar right, right. in this set. And they're heading to the Marasa Skyclave, where they are going to uh, get the Lithoform core. All and right. so during this one... They head on up there. Again, very Indiana Jonesy. Um, and like also weird where it's like you're reading about action what should just be an action movie. Oh yeah. Um, so they're like <laughs> running up to the sky clave and Nahiri is using like some lithomancy and Akiri is very good with that the you know, the rope and hook thing, grappling hook situation. <laughs> Um, and so I don't really know why the four adventurers are there because Nahiri because mostly she knows what seems, she's doing. I know Nahiri mostly seems to be taking care of it by herself. You know, sometimes you just need people to witness your greatness. Yeah, exactly. So they're mostly running along behind her. I guess they do come in handy later. But okay. Okay. So they get inside, like they get to the Skyclave. She uses the lithoform key that she found in the very first chapter. Okay. Um, to and it like lights away to the core, and there's like this cool place where they like come to a wall. Um, and Nahiri like talks to the stone and it tells her how to open it and it like the wall like you know Ooh, not only can she mance lithos she can also litho whisper yes she's a litho mancer and a litho whisperer <laughs> anyways um and then there's the lithoform core and i didn't realize but this is pretty cool actually because i saw like a big art like a big version of the lithoform engine art yeah that it's like that thing but you can see nahiri's face reflected in the in the stone oh, on really? it it's actually very cool oh, go take a cool. look at the art um and so she's there. The lithoform core is there. Um, and she grabs it. And it's classic Indiana Jones uh, and the, what's the first, and the Last Crusade? Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, where as soon as, you know, at the very beginning, he like grabs the and idol. Then the and then the trap and, goes. And, yeah. And like the whole place starts falling down. It's like that. The whole place starts falling down around them. Okay. So they like are, they run out. Okay. So this is the trailer. This is where the trailer yes, this starts. This is where the trailer starts. Oh. Um, is they like run out and you've probably seen the trailer. Yeah. At this point. Um, it's like the world is like crumbling into stone pieces around them. Yeah. Because the Skyclave is mad about it. And then also the Royal is starting. Wait. The Skyclave is like. What do you mean the Skyclave is mad about it? Oh, the Skyclave is mad that the core got taken. But what is the Skyclave? The Skyclave is the big building thing where they were. So it's just a building that's angry. Yes, is what you're telling me. Yes, Maria. <laughs> just it checking. is a building that is angry. <laughs> um. Anyways, and then the royal is starting. So they like their adventuring party gets all broken up. Like Kaza and Aura both like fall off, but then Kaza I think saves them by essentially riding a broomstick. Nice. Okay. Anyways. She's a wizard, so I guess it checks out. Um, and then Zareth San, who's the merfolk, um, 
the Merfolk Rogue and a Kiri who's the core warrior. Yep. And also they've they've uh, they're obviously together in this story. <gasps> um, Cute. Yeah. They help like Nahiri try to escape, right? And like Nahiri has to do like some lithomancing to quell the royal. And then they like fall to this spot where it's like mostly calm, but there's a huge like lava elemental. Oh no. Yeah, and it's bad news. Um, and they're like trying to fight it, and they're like, it's not going great. <laughs> um, and Zareth is like using his trident and some magic. Um, and Akiri has like helped save them several times, also, by the way, when like she like Nahiri like fell after she was doing some lithomancing on part of the royal, and then like she like tried to grab the rope and missed, but then Akiri was a yes. badass and like grabbed her. Yeah, you see that yeah, in the trailer too. You see that too. in the trailer too. It's very cool. Anyway, so there's like this giant lava elemental and Nahiri is like, I'm going to use the core. And so she pulls out the, the Lithomancer's core and like channels its power and like everything, everything turns to, it's, it's like, Everything turns to like dust and stone, Whoa. including Zareth who dies. What? She she dusted Zareth? Yeah, she dusted Zareth. No, Zareth, you're so cool. You let me play with my opponent's cards. I know, but Zareth dies. Rude. And Akiri was like, because Zareth was running towards her, he saw like Zareth had, had has had some reservations Why did about that... the core because the litho the lithoform core, um, because he's like. I don't know if the ancient civilization of Zendikar has space for all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, and Nahiri's like, I know that you're thinking that. Um, anyways, so when he saw Nahiri about to use the lithoform core, he like was starting to, he was running towards her to attack her as she's attacking the elemental, oh, I see. which is how he got caught in like the blast. Oh, Zareth, no. Um, so anyways, he died and Akiri is obviously very sad. Yeah. Um, and she tries to take the lithoform core and Nahiri like summons up a hedron because there's hedrons all around that she crafted millennia ago. Sweet. Um, and she uses the power of the hedron to like freeze Akiri and she takes the, she takes the core from her and then she pushes her over the <gasps> edge of the like no! a giant floating platform where they are. End of chapter. Akiri's so cool. Well, she was so cool. Oh, man. Yeah. That's brutal. It is pretty brutal. Look, I saw the trailer and I'm still here like, no. I know. Akiri. Akiri's been on multiple cards over the years, too. Yeah. So, I mean, like like I said, you don't know because remember Nissa and Jace were in the last chapter yep. also racing to the Skyclave. Yeah. So there's a chance that like Nissa is down below and the beginning of the next chapter is going to be like Nissa catching her. Oh, so okay. don't That's worry, true. Maria. There's was, a chance. I thought you were going to say that. What if uh, Nissa and Jay swapped out the core with something else and Nahiri took the wrong thing? No, she definitely has the real one because okay. she used it to turn that elemental to dust. That's true. Uh, anyways. Wow. So we all know that I am a big Nahiri fan. Yep. I don't like the treatment she's getting in this story. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't like the fact that she killed two people. Nope. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's oh part of right? Like, I feel like they're really just kind of, I feel like they're just like painting her as kind of a straight up villain. Oh yeah, for sure they are. And I think that that is so messed up. Like real talk for a second. I think that that's a really messed up thing to do with a character who a lot of like what they paint as her 
bad qualities of being kind of ruthless, I think are like kind of informed by the fact that she had agreed, like Soren and Eugene convinced her to trap the Eldrazi on her plane. Yep. And that's what wrecked everything. Yeah. And she had to wait. She just like waited for thousands of years on Zendikar, basically in isolation. Yep. And then later on, Soren put her in the, um, in like the hell vault thing yep. where Gristlebrand was. Yep. And again, for like for eons, she was in there with Grizzlebrand. Imagine that exactly. smell. Like with demons. She was literally like with all these demons that entire time that she was yeah. trapped in there. Yeah. And so you look at it and you're like, this is a character who a lot of a lot of their like past is informed by like some really serious trauma. Yes. And I think that just taking a character like that and being like, well, we're just going to paint her as kind of like the unsympathetic villain of this. Yep. I think it's just kind of like reckless and dumb. Yeah, I would say that's likely a a side effect of, you know, somebody who whoever wrote this, I don't actually know who. Yeah. Um just not being given like exactly like just kind of walking into the like story not, not knowing all yeah. of that background yeah because like i it honestly is like i know that we joke about it and like nahiri does do messed up stuff <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's a very good point um, um but yeah she's also like i feel like nothing happens in a vacuum you, yeah if you want her to be a villain you would need to be more nuanced about it yeah and be like okay but there's the fact that like she cares so much about restoring her plane because she feels responsible, probably because she's trying to like seek some form of peace because literally the last thousands of years of her life have been informed by a lot of really bad stuff happening. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes the result of her own decisions, but sometimes the result of like other people misusing her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so that's my like that's my real talk moment about Nahiri. No, the thing is um, really good. I I joke about how much I like her all the time because she does do she is like very ruthless, but I think that she's a great character fair and point. I wish that they did better by her. Yeah, I think that's fair criticism. Um that hopefully they take keep in mind or whatever yeah. moving forward in these stories because so. it makes it more interesting to read as well yeah. instead of like one off like Exactly. Quick fic or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> we can we can dig a little deeper we here. We can dig a little deeper. We only played the most complicated and best game in the world. Exactly. I feel like we can handle it. And I think to be fair, like back when they were doing the Ixalan story, people talked about how well they managed that with like Jason Vraska. Yeah. And their like shared history of being um like opposing each other for yeah, so long yeah. and then being in that interesting space of like Jace having lost all those memories and stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like let's bring that back. But that was like right before they kind of cut all the story support, you yes, know? Yes. And now it's just coming back again. Exactly. And it was, it's like kind of sad to be like, we got to that really great place. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, you just kind of like slashed uh... it. Anyways. So that's story time. We'll pick up. We'll pick up there next time, everybody. How, how far are we along in? How much? I think we're three episodes into what is a five episode arc. Oh, okay. Five or six. There might be. We might be halfway. We're a little over halfway, depending. Okay, great. All right. All right. I hope you um, finish your second hot toddy um, during that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're you're you're, <laughs> you're not having a hot toddy to cover yourself. You're having a hot toddy to get wasted right before bed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Drunk sleep. Mm. All right, everybody. We got some 
Flavor Text Theater presents movie pitches for you. That's all right. We're opening a whole Zendikar Rising pre-release pack. Check that out. These are the boosters we have available. Yep. Ooh, let's Ooh, find out our... what. <gasps> it's a Kiri. Oh, it's a Kiri. <laughs> wow. Well, our promo card. Our promo, co- promo card. She uh, she knows that we were talking about her. She knew. She knew. Oh, Akiri. Thank you for coming to us, Akiri. So what's going to happen is um, we're going to crack this pack of Zendikar Rising. Um, You'll see it here live on TV. That's right. Um, We don't know what's in it. And we're going to invent some movies or TV shows based on either the flavor of the card, the name of the card, what have you, and pitch them to you as our loyal viewing and listening audience. And you can, you know, at home just kind of like reminisce about which which movie you'd you'd like to see. Ooh, we got a full art mountain. Ooh, yeah. Beautiful. Good Check out that Oops, royal. accidentally uh, Check out that a royal. double-faced card. I forgot oh, that that's yeah. a thing here, but Bane Vale. Uh, there it is. Bane Vale? Bay- oh, yeah. I've never Bane? actually said that name in my head. I've always thought about it. I'm like, it's like Baleen, but Bane. What is Baleen? <laughs> you know the stuff in whale mouths. Tongues? No, the things. <laughs> oh, like the, the filtering system? Yes, it's called Baleen. Who knows that? What do you mean? Who doesn't know that? <laughs> okay, we're going to tweet a poll. Of whether you do <laughs> you or you do don't, don't know. know what Baleen is. I thought you was like a name. Like, what? Baleen, Baleen. <laughs> My God. Just- who I literally if you had asked me what if you were to ask me what percentage of people I think know that fact I put it at 90 no way yes I know so much about whales <laughs> the country not the animal I don't want to do that one let me pick a new one Ooh, okay I like this one um this is uh, this is a movie about um a this is kind of like classic um like what you know, like when they do stories about like rural England in the way, way, way past. Yeah. Um. So there's like different villages, and there's you know like maybe they're like at war with one another, they're fighting one another. Um. And this is like kind of a mystical one because in this village there's a healer, um, and she's like very, very gifted at healing specifically illnesses. Okay. Um. Except that then, like classically, like a new like religious figure comes to town, and he's like, no, you have to cast this person out. This is like old magics yeah um and you should you know you should adopt so my like a way. new church yes, leader the new church leader is like cast her out um and so they do and she like all these people that she's seen that she's like healed healed of illnesses and healed their families like cast her out and she's just oh, it's so it like sad. breaks her heart but also she decides that she's like she's it makes her furious she's gonna kind of revenge. like a hero, everybody um <laughs> Exactly. So she goes to a neighboring town that they have, like a neighboring village they have been at war with for forever. Yeah. Um. And she's like, "Do you know what? I want to. I want to become part of not just your village, but specifically part of your army." And they're like, "What? Ooh. Women can't be part of the army." And she's like, "But I have this gift for healing, and I think that if I like, I can turn it right because she's turn been the so angry. She's like, oh. I can turn it and make it so that I make people ill." Oh. And so she eventually rises to become, like, the elite leader of, like, her own little, like, warring party cool. where she goes into villages and she, like, literally, like, spreads a plague. Wow. Um, and that's – and then eventually she goes back to that old town um, and we see 
her definitely kill the priest <laughs> as he and he like you know it's like oh, he yeah, gets like big sure. time leprosy or something yeah uh and marauding blight priest oh that's great yeah. and it's just like she's like a horrible like a horrible anti-hero slash hero exactly kind of thing by the end of it yes i love it right and she like watches the people she healed die again yeah brutal oscar worthy <laughs> somebody's gonna win oscar that movie okay <laughs> i love to make um some teen movies uh, so this is, you know, a coming of age tale um, with a young girl and it, they live in a fantasy land. Like there's a very nice part of town, but her and her family are from the poop part of town, <laughs> which they have to live in the sewers. Uh -huh. So like her and all of her family and friends all come from the sewer village <laughs> uh, where they make buildings out of poop. <laughs> Oh, you mean? <laughs> I mean, literally the poop town. Okay. Not figuratively. And everyone in the clean, shiny, pretty city is like, haha, look at all those people from poop town covered in poop, Pooville. And she can't even be like, no, we're not, because they are. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> so lives, lives in the sewers in Poop Town. Um, and then one day she's like, well, what, I wonder what would happen if we like worked a little bit on our architecture over here in Poop Town and made it like really nice and not and like like those buildings in the clean, pretty part of the city. And we just made them over here. And that's when she realizes she has magical poop building powers and she can build huge, beautiful ca poop castles. And <laughs> And when they're done, uh -huh. they Megan can't even handle this one. When they're done, they turn into like nice versions that are even nicer than the other city. And they, um, the ones in the in the nice city turn into poop. So it's like kind of like she does a reverse magic spell, and the poop one becomes nice, and the nice one becomes poop. And um, pretty soon, her whole poop town has become nice and beautiful, and so much better than the old town, which is now all poop. In reclaim the wastes. <laughs> I think that would make a great animated film. Oh, it would be. It yeah. has to be animated almost. You don't yeah. want to see that any other way. Um, okay, so this is the story of um, a, a band of thieves, like a little family band of thieves that live Cute. in a forest. Are they raccoons? Um, <laughs> do you know what? This one could be animated. They're definitely raccoons. Great. Um, they're raccoons, and they're like always, they like, they beset travelers on the road, right? Journeying through this forest. Yeah. And that's how they just generally make their living. And until one day, one of them has a bigger ambition. And he's like, I don't just want to be here in the forest anymore. Like, I want to go into town like i want to be in the city i want to try and make it in the city um as like a rogue and all of his family is like no like just like we have a good life here like the forest is great <laughs> like this is this is easy um and he's like no i'm gonna go into the city and so he does and while he's there obviously he gets into the city and picks up with the wrong crowd because he himself um is a little bandit yeah and um you know, he's really struggling. And then one day, like one of the oldest and most grizzled members of this band of thieves in the city is like, gives him a, a knife and is like, do you know what? This will turn your fortunes around. Um, but be careful because using it comes at a price. <gasps> um, and the thief is like, oh, okay. Um, we'll say his name is Tosh. Um, the thief is like, okay, uh, that's fine. Um, and so the first time he like finds himself, like he tries to, you know, like mug somebody in an alley and it starts to go wrong. Yeah. And he pulls out the knife um, and uses it. And like the person gets scared off and gives them all their money and runs oh, away. Except, except then 
um, when he gets home, he realizes that he has a really deep cut, like on his arm, um, <gasps> oh. that he didn't put there. And then he realizes, like over the next Every few weeks, time. he gets more and more used to using the knife because it's so effective. It just scares people immediately. But every time he has a different cut <laughs> and the cuts won't heal um, until oh. finally he's like covered in these like festering wounds. Yeah. Um, and he drags himself back to the forest um, where <laughs> where his family of is raccoons. just appalled. Yeah. Of raccoons is just appalled by what has happened to him in Tajuru Blight Blade. <laughs> Taj. Taj is short for, for Tajuru. Oh, great. I didn't want to give it away. I love it. I love it. Little animated future about raccoons. Nobody With actually knives. got stabbed, and he probably did not die at the end. Uh, this next film is about is set in fr- in France like Three Musketeers style time, mm-hmm. and there's somebody who <laughs> is a very fancy man um, with a great mustache and. Um, wins every like um duel that he's ever challenged to mm-hmm. great fencer swordsmith um Ooh. can just like out duel anybody but okay. he's constantly getting into them like at the at the bar he's like no your mother looks like a horse uh, you challenge you to a duel and he's always like ha, ha, ha. because every time he wins every Ooh. single time uh-huh. he never loses um and everyone's like how can he just keep winning he must be so good but everybody he defeats in battle they have the stab wound somewhere like on their back but nobody sees anything amiss during the actual duel. But it turns out what's happening is he's able to stop time and split himself into two. So he stays in front of the other person with the sword, but the copy of him goes around the back, trink, stabs him, comes back, shink, starts time again, and they're dead. And that's how he wins Wait, all why the does duels. He both, why does he both have to stop time and <laughs> split, split him You know what? Off. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> or maybe he moves just, so fast that it looks like there's two of them, but there's actually two of them. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Uh-huh. Anyways. Um, until one, until one day, of course, he meets somebody, he challenged to a duel, and they find out they do the same thing at the same time, and they both stab each other and die looking into each other's arms. I mean, eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. In Zulaport Duelist. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Tragic ending, but you know. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so this is a movie about um this is like a classic old school, you know, like one of those old school animated kids movies where it's like <laughs> like Fantasia or something. Stuff happens that you're just like, who came up with this? Yeah. Um, and it's about all of like the cloud giants that live amongst the clouds in their cloud world. Um, except the way that they make it snow is that they have to go to like the cloud mines. And it's when they're using their, you know, their pickaxes <laughs> on the clouds and they chip away and like snow falls. Great. And so there's like not really any plot. It's just, just that. It's just like some classical music and like <laughs> this, the weird cloud giants going about their lives, like using their axes in the sky caves in Skyclave pickaxe. <laughs> oh, well, also, this is an alt art one. Well, and that's it's so, so pretty. pretty. Do you play that card in draft, by the way? Um, if, in the right deck. It's a little landfall. It gives what? Yeah, plus two, plus, plus two, two. Plus two. Yeah, pretty good, good, pretty good rate. Yeah, if you can play those lands. All right, this film um, <laughs> is a rom com for the holidays. Okay. Uh, so what happens is there's an adventuring or like a science team, and they're in an Antarctica, and this is not the thing. Um, okay. And they're doing science, and 
two of them are obviously like the romantic leads and they are going to fall in love. Um, and, uh, but they of course are opposed and they're like, I can't stand your scientific methods. <laughs> no, I can't stand you the way you use a microscope. This is the <laughs> classic fight between scientists. <laughs> I don't like how you use a microscope. <laughs> So, so they have to, uh, against their will, be uh-huh. sent out onto an ice mission together where they have to go out and collect some ice from out in Antarctica. From the corner store? From the corner store. And of course, it's the night when there's a big storm. Oh, yeah. And it's Christmassy. And <laughs> I'm just trying to give them a reason to make this movie okay. Okay, okay. And yeah. uh, <laughs> they're out there and they see this glacier and they're like, ooh, this glacier's never been recorded. We should write it down. You're right. Nobody's ever recorded this glacier, which is weird. Like, no. <laughs> I've snorted so many times in this episode. I just am so curious about what it means to record a glacier. But anyways, they keep write going. It, they write it down in the glacier notebook. Like, oh, glacier SC75. And okay. it's weird because it's really big and doesn't show any signs of global warming. Some melting. Oh. So like, that's very strange. And they go up and they, and they, one puts their hand on it and the other puts their hand on it. And they're sucked inside the glacier. And inside the glacier, they learn true love. <laughs> Somehow. I don't know. We're going to work this part out later. Is it the North Pole? Um, no, they're they're in Antarctica. It's Oh, so it's not Santa's. It's no, not a Santa situation. Not, well, it could be. We could rewrite this whole thing. Look, this is not in stone. This is just an idea for you. Okay. Um, okay. And they fall in love inside the glacier. They come out and they th- they get, they've been in the glacier for... For, for what appears to them to be months and months. Yeah. But it has in reality only been one second. Oh. They head back to the camp and they have basically, you know, had a relationship and everyone's like, what happened? And and uh, also the glacier is not there when somebody goes out to, you know, try and find it again in glacial grass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions about this unrecorded glacier. <laughs> Somebody record this glacier. Never been recorded before. Um, this is this is a remake oh, of the birds called Feed the Swarm. <laughs> this is a remake of the birds called Merfolk Falconer. <laughs> Do we have a rare out here yet? Not yet. It's this one right here. <gasps> Throne of Mackindy. Ooh, cool. Yeah. I've never played that card ever. <laughs> well, great flavor text theater, Megan. Yeah. Oh, what's, you know, what a, what a time to pitch some movies. You know, and you know, like we said, just give us a call. Any movie studios, Netflix, whatever you want to do. Yeah. We are here to help exactly. you workshop these. Think about that little raccoon bandit holding a knife. I won't stop thinking about it. Yep. There you go. <laughs> So we mentioned at the top of the show how you can buy our playmat, the Good Luck High Five Rainbow Burst playmat on our website, goodluckhighfive.com. And uh, that was made for us by Ultra Pro. That's right. Ultra Pro, another wonderful sponsor of this show. Yeah. Um, they have so many amazing things like the best playmats, gorgeous art. Yep. Um, New playmats for the Extra Life charity yeah, fundraiser. Yeah, exactly. They're selling the um, the secret lair ones. Yep. And the proceeds from those go to the Seattle Children's Hospital. Um, and they have these gorgeous lotus cobra sleeves. Look at this art. It's so good. We love the lotus cobra uh, alternate adventure art. Or what are they calling it? I don't even remember. The alternate, just, just whatever this is. 
Yeah, the travel poster art of Lotus Cobra is oh, so good. It's gorgeous. And it's on these sleeves. We were hoping they would make this product. And of course they did. Yes, of course they did. Because they are on top of when there is great magic art. Yep. They want you to be able to celebrate it and have it on anything you want it on. Exactly. Deck boxes, sleeves, play mats. So go out there. Get it. Yeah, check it out. And be sure to check out the Extra Life fundraiser, which happens on November 7th uh, from Wizards of the Coast, raising money for great cause. And get some of those Ultra Pole playmats. Almost all of the proceeds of that yeah. go straight to the charity. So if you like any of those playmats from that uh, secret lair for Extra Life, check it out. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck <laughs> High Five. I'm throwing sleeves around. That's right. Maria, you've had a real weird one today. I have. I have a very bad headache, and it really makes me do strange things, which yeah. I'll blame all of this episode on. <laughs> what's All of it. What's your excuse the other episodes? <laughs> Don't Sick have one. Burn. Don't have one. <laughs> Thank you again to everybody who supports us on Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. Please, please, please consider becoming a patron. It only takes a couple of minutes and you're a supporter of the show and you'll feel like you've done something great in the world supporting creators that you love and you get access to really cool benefits too starting at the $5 level but really any dollar amount makes you a patron so thank you so much everybody who's already done so and thank you so much to everybody in advance of what you're about to do I see your hand going over to the mouse thinking about it click 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 patreon.com slash (laughs) magic. and whisper it out loud to yourself yes please thank you as well to our sponsors Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro for being just all around wonderful people to work with. Absolutely. Super great companies. Um, Give them your money when you want to buy magic stuff. They are both stand-up companies and we support them the same way that they support us. Uh, Yeah, coming up this weekend, we've got the the split play Uh, mm -hmm. for the MPL and Rivals League. And you, maybe you can uh, hop on over to our stream sometime this week. Maybe yeah. Maria will pull up yield Rakdos mid-range And you'll see deck. me not activating some of my cards the way that I should. That's right. Or you can listen to her <laughs> complain about how long these matches this are taking. This match is taking so long. All right, Oops. old man. I forgot Magmatic Channeler again. <laughs> Which is almost every time. <laughs>